Hello, everybody. Welcome to Full Seam Ahead, Episode 1. We are here with you at the conclusion of the Astros Angels opening series. My name is Will, and I'm here with my host, Lorenzo. What's up, everybody? We're going to break down this series and kind of look ahead and talk a little baseball, all right? I think that's what we're all here for. <laughs> yeah. We're just uh, we're excited. There's a few other podcasts out there. Hopefully bring some more Astros voices into the world and talk ball because that's what we like to do. Yeah, baseball's our thing. It's been our number one passion since we were kids. For a long time. And, you know, we we went through a lot of dry years with the Astros. We get to we get to enjoy this era for all it's exactly worth. Right. We, we have to enjoy the dynasty that we have going right now from the 2012, 2013 seasons, uh, oh, yeah. seasons, and I mean, they, they were horrible, but, you know, hey, we're back. We got what, one World Series. We went to, I believe, two in 19 and 21, and, yeah. I mean, the AOS, I mean, we've been just crushing it. Already. Yeah, well, I think we have, like, what, five and six years or four and five years yeah. division titles? Yeah, it's something around there. That, that 2020 season doesn't count, so you could no, be no. participation. No, Yeah. Especially, especially when when we ran them out of the playoffs. I mean, we know who really ran that division. So. Oh, exactly. I, I'll yeah. never forget that tweet when uh, they had the picture of uh, Manaya. <laughs> the comic book Manaya. thing. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Loriano, and I remember that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shot themselves in the foot. Here we go, our bats. Gone. Yeah. Anyway, so we're just uh, enjoying this Astros Golden Age, and figured we'd we'd talk about it a little bit. So uh, let's break down this opening series. We got a big series win, big divisional win in Los Angeles. Again, we had to go on the road for opening day. For opening day. Uh, yeah, terrible. Thanks, Rob Manfred. God. Yeah, I mean, because and, and at this point, I would assume that we're probably not going to have a home opening day for another two years, assuming they, you know, assuming they go back to. Next year would be a road opener again, per the original schedule. You know, originally scheduled to open at home this year. So, cause I guess we haven't had a home opening day since 2018. Wow. <laughs> that was against the Orioles, too, I didn't want to say. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I was there for that series, I think. <laughs> and then with 2019, we opened at Tampa Bay. 2020 was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Years. So, uh, and then last year was at Oakland. So, but here we are, got the win, and Thursday night, the Houston Astros proved that Shohei Otani is a mere mortal. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That's you would never know that by looking at Twitter, though. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know how Angel's Twitter is, and everybody's just hyping up Otani, too, since he just won that MVP last year. I mean, you know, I respect Otani. I mean, that was a good MVP race between him and Vladdy, but... You know, we just had to show him up, we had to shut him down, and luckily we got the win on that. Yeah, for sure. And you know, the and I, I get the media hype. And it, it, he is a generational talent. Never seen anything like his season last year. But how MLB tweeted that video, or somebody Sports Center, they're like. Uh, Shohei Otani gives Jeremy Pena a rude welcome, and you know his first strikeout in that at bat. And then you know, two innings later, or the next inning. Pena makes that great defensive play and robs Otani of a base hit. Oh, exactly. So, I mean, the kid, I mean, got, <laughs> everybody's thinking, oh, he has to step in big shoes of, of Carlos Correa. I mean, yeah, you're going to miss a good platinum gold glove shortstop, but, I mean, we've heard great things about his defense and spring training and even throughout the years, you know, from him in the minors. So, yeah, I mean, and it's proved right there. He did. that. I mean, Thursday, Thursday night for an opening day game, I, I thought Thursday night was a pretty solid Pretty solid game across the board. Um, I thought Framber looked fantastic. Oh um, it just reminded me of Boston ALCS right there back in 21. It was just beautiful. Yeah, it was. And, you know, we didn't see him Thursday night. He didn't use his new that new cutter he's got. Um, I, think, I think I looked on Savant. I think he threw it two times. I didn't notice him. I didn't see it. Um, but that'll be interesting to see if he if he works that more into his repertoire over the course of the season. That could be a really nasty um, setup pitch or strikeout pitch, which which he needs, which would really help him out. Yeah, I mean that would just put more tools in his toolbox. I mean, gosh, this guy he could be the ace of this franchise. He but, really could. You know, he just he's you know taking time to meditate, and I remember you know hearing that story about him being able to be comfortable and. 
you know, breathe and all that type of stuff. And, you know, it showed right there. I mean, he got, what, six six and two-thirds of an inning right there? Yeah. I want to say he finished off. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. So, yeah, six and two-thirds, two hits, one walk, six strikeouts. Yeah, there you go. And he's a ground, he's like a Dallas Keiko. He's a ground ball pitcher, too, as well. Yep. This man could be the biggest <clears throat> franchise, but it's just confidence. I mean, he needs to just stay where it's at. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like the Angels don't have a, a lineup of world beaters, but they have a decent offensive lineup that, you know, that's a good benchmark um, for Fromber as we move forward. But um, I think that was a big takeaway from Thursday night. Damn. My favorite takeaway from Thursday night, though, Lorenzo, is Alex Bregman is back. Bombs, baby. I mean, shoot, two for four with two RBIs and a homer? God, that's how you welcome yourself back into the 2022 season. Absolutely. How many, How many? off the top of your head, how many home runs did Alex Bergman hit last season? Uh, I mean, if I could think, I mean, he was hurt almost half the season. I would say 18. 12. Wow. 12. A healthy Alex Bregman can help this ball club, especially Carlos Correa gone. This man needs to step up, and, I mean, he just showed this whole series, really, that he could be the not the face of the franchise, but, you know, part of that part of that franchise, of course. For sure. I mean, you know, in 2017, the World Series run, he's young, but he's still there. He develops. 2019, he's a should have been the MVP. He has, oh, hits, yeah. Hits, yeah. hits 41 home runs, has an incra- in, insane slugging OPS. Then 2020 happens, and nowhere to be found. And then last year with the injuries, it like kind of going in and what's that? Oh, it was hurting for him. I mean, it was for hurting for us and hurting for him. I know. Yeah. Very frustrated with himself. I mean, that hamstring. Them hamstring injuries are brutal, man. You ever had a hamstring? Even a cramp in your hamstring just hurts like hell. Right, and then they combined with his hand, whatever was going on there, just. Not a great combo, but glad to have him looking back. And, you know, obviously you hope he can keep that momentum going throughout the season. But we got pretty strong returns right away on opening day, which is which is a good thing to see. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, like, like we said in this, Alvarez and Brandy, you know, Brandy got it started with uh, the first hit of the 2022 season for the Astros. So. Yeah. I mean, with the, with the doctor hitting, I mean, shoot, professional hitter right there. If you want to tell your kids how to swing a bat as a lefty, that man is the definition of a professional hitter. Yeah, he is. And he, he did not miss a beat from last year, for sure. Um, obviously, the main concern, I think, from Thursday was our sweet prince, Altuve himself, had a rough night at the plate. Three strikeouts, you never see that with Jose Altuve. 11th career game. 11th career game with three That's strikeouts. just a rare, like, Jose Altuve right there. That's like maybe a rookie Jose Altuve. But, like, going with three strikeouts in a row, I think it was in a row, I want to say. Every at-bat, the first yeah. at the second at-bat, and the third bat, three strikeouts. It was just, you know, shocking. It was, but, you know, the, my takeaway was that I, I didn't think any of the three strikeouts were really bad strikeouts. They 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 just look like your typical Altuve strikeouts, you know, where he kind of gets frozen on those inside pitches. Um, oh yeah. And you know, you hope that by now he's he would, he would, can develop and get after some of those because he knows what's coming. Those you know those high inside fastballs for on, on a two strike count, but. Uh, it is what it is, and we'll talk about that later, but I don't think it's anything to be too concerned about because we get the win Thursday night, and Friday night, Altuve leads us off with a home run. Oh, that was amazing right there. That's how you come back as a professional. Three strikeouts in the last game, and then that's how you just wipe it all off, go in the game, lead off homer. I mean, that was just amazing hack by Jose Altuve. Yeah, it, it was. Now, granted, it's... The only hit he got the, that night, the only hit he's gotten this season so far, but it was a good way to – and it, it set the tone early for a game that saw four Astros home run. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk at the beginning. Alex Bregman hitting a home run. And then to take that with Jeremy Pena, parents are getting interviewed during the game, and this man hits a bomb, a freaking bomb. I, I want to say it was between the Rocks and uh, – 
dash road. I mean, the bull, the visitor and home bullpen in left center. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's how you introduce yourself. I mean, yeah. Better with your family. Live TV. <clears throat> When you're hitting a bomb like that. Not only that, which and he'd already gotten his first hit that night. He gets that he gets that home he gets his home run. And then later on he gets a double that almost was another home run. Oh my god. It was like maybe two two inches off I, freaking against the wall. Barely. I mean it was as close as you could get to the top of that, that fence without going over it. And so I mean you got a kid in his second major league game that's a triple away from a cycle. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty remarkable. Dude, that, that's how you set the tone. That's how you set the tone. Show everybody, hey, I could take over these big shoes from Carlos Correa, and you know, him, I'm pretty sure Correa mentored him and everything when he was coming up. So yeah, I mean, good, good take on that. And I mean, you know, Thursday night he was hitless, struck out a couple times, but he's also playing. Ota- he's facing Otani for his major league debut. Did Did you see his first at bat? He had. I remember Jose. I mean, <laughs> Um, Shohei Otani throwing a slider, and he chased it. It was outside corner. So Otani's like, you know what? Let me go back to the slider. Same pitch, same location, outside corner. And I can't remember how he finished it off. It was either a fastball or another slider. But it was three pitches, three strikes, and I mean, that's how you introduce yourself to the big leagues, especially yeah. Shohei Otani too, man. For well, and, and even by the end of Thursday night's game, by by his last plate appearance. The way his his approach had changed so much from that first one, you could see him being more patient. You could tell that he was more comfortable and was just right there. And then Friday night to come in and have a three-hit night, it's fantastic. Absolutely. But, I mean, let's talk about the king. I mean, yeah. Tucker, I mean, just drives one to right. I mean, that was a launcher right there. And then goes left center, like, that Tucker could be an MVP candidate this year. Oh, for sure. He could be an MVP candidate. How he finished, what, 2021, it was like 29 or 30 home runs and like a 293 batting average. I mean, it was just, I mean, this man could be the MVP of the franchise. He he absolutely could. I mean, he ended up with four RBIs, two hits for, for two home runs. That was what we needed from Tucker. And that's where, you know, I know that, there's always that's always the main thing. Everybody's like, oh, why does Tucker hit so low in the lineup? But it's like you know, today, you know, Dusty had that clip saying that he said Tucker's my three-run home run guy, and I I really like Tucker in that in that seven hole. You know, oh, hitting hitting six, hitting seven. That that's just the perfect spot for him because he's gonna come through and do that like he did on Friday night. Exactly, I like that too because I mean, you got let's say Alvarez hits a double he's on second you got uh what i think a grills next he hits a single first and third with one out i mean this man could put the ball in place yeah absolutely put it to the gap he could hit it you know for a sack fly or he could beat out a you know a fielder's choice yeah for sure tucker has all tucker has all the tools man he does a great season for him i believe he he does and 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 he's got that He's got that power both ways too, you know, and, and that's what makes him so unpredictable and, and hard to you know shift against. And he, he's just he's got it. Oh yeah, I remember uh, when the Astros played the Red Sox in the ALCS. That I think it was Game Five or Game Six. Uh, hit that opposite home run in left field, and I remember me and Kettle were there, and we looked and we're like, man, is that ball gonna go over? That ball gonna go over? And sure enough, yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, he could hit for he could hit the other way, so it's gonna be a real interesting, you know, season down the line and you know, we'll see if Crane and Click wanna be able to extend it. I think him and Alvarez would be a huge um, you know, a huge part of this team for the you know, for the rest of the time being. Big time, big time. But that game Friday night ended up being a blowout, thirteen to thirteen to what, six? Um yeah, it tagged on a few little little um runs at the end there but early on is a bit concerning when old Jake Odorizzi gave up two runs in the bottom of the first imagine Jake, Jake, Jake Odo Odo Day baby is just you never know what you're going to get with this guy no he's a, you know he's a veteran though you know, he knows what he needs to do and um, his job is just to you know get through the lineup you know get some strikeouts I think he's a contact you know kind of pitcher too yeah you know, ground ball you know, he only had two strikeouts, I believe, that night too. He he did, but he th- he threw forty four. He threw sixty six pitches, and forty four of them were strikes. 
Oh yeah, that's I mean that's per- I'm not not perfect, but I mean that's you know I think that's good. Yeah, and, and, and I mean we got the defense behind him that's going to back him up, and we have a we have a lineup that's going that can produce runs and bail him out of those situations. My main concern with him is that he got through four innings. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna talk about that later. I mean, I would have liked to see him go a little bit more. I mean, 66, what 66 pitches you said that he yeah. did his ninth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he could have at least won one more inning, but I mean, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. On. <clears throat> For sure. But overall, Friday night. I think Friday night was maybe being optimistic a little bit, but that is the the that is this team that we have. That is what they're capable of. Offensively, defensively, we saw a couple great plays. Saw some heads up, um, base running. It that was a great game that I think really showcased the talent that we have and the ability that we have on this team. Um, what started it off too with that uh, being said, I mean, in Jose Siri, I mean, you go oh, yeah. out and that ground ball to third where you're standing at, and you decide to take off. Yeah. Anthony Rendon throws it to Jerry Walsh. I mean. I mean, that you just get one little step like that just could do, you know, that's the beauty of this game. Just one little thing can get the ball rolling real quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that brings into Saturday. And Saturday was a weird day when we saw the lineup come out first thing that morning or, you know, that afternoon. Odd decisions by by Dusty. I understand a little bit. He explained more today that, you know, there's still spring training, giving some of these guys some time off that didn't play a lot. But this was the return of arguably, or, or pretty undeniably, our staff ace. This is his return. Yes, I mean, return of the Jedi kind of thing. <laughs> and then we give Bregman the day. And I understand, you know, Yuli is on paternity leave. Congrats for the baby Pina. Um <laughs> but I, I would have liked to have seen Bregman out there, and I and I wish the I wish the rest of the lineup would have been able to give JV a little run support, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Bregman, I think, I mean, that kind of hurt to me too, because I mean, Bregman, I mean, you get you know back-to-back home runs in each game, and you know you got to rest him, which I mean, you completely understand because he's coming off that uh, wrist surgery, so I mean, but I'm sure, like you could have played him that one more game and then maybe give him the day off on Sunday, but I mean, you know, knows what he's doing, I trust him, you know, we all trust him, you know, yeah, I think, and, and I think that's the biggest, that, that's the thing that most people on Twitter were questioning is, you know, we got a week, we got two midweek games and we're off Monday and we're off Thursday, but, you know. Dusty, Dusty's been around. Dusty's got the experience. You know, he knows what he's doing. He know, and he knows his guys and what they need. So, you, you can just tip your cap on that. Yeah. We got 162 games to play. So. Yeah, and you know. 159. Yeah, and um, even though we couldn't get him the win, I thought JV looked pretty nice. Yeah, at age 39. Oh, man, I mean, that's to come back and strike out Otani three times, too. Yeah, uh, and get four other strikeouts. I mean, seven strikeouts and you're... Strikeouts, yeah. yeah. And, it, I mean, he was hitting 92, 93 pretty consistently. His control looked good. I, I think it, it, there were a couple of times where it felt like his, his slider was not as pinpoint as it, as it has been in the past but you know again the guy's 39 he just came off Tommy John and he was working the inside in the inside corner really well and I I think we should be very happy that Verlander decided to come back on this one year contract with us this year and I remember you know we're trying to get him to um, we're just trying to get him we're hoping to get him back for the, uh, the playoff yeah was trying to do that and uh, and we're like no you, we, we can't do that we, you know we gotta wait for him to get a whole season I'm glad you know, he did that because he would have rushed and something now could have happened you know but now I'm glad he's back I'm glad he's healthy I'm glad yeah, he's mean, what, a two year contract was correct right uh one or two. Oh yeah so I mean I, I remember seeing the reports on him going to the Yankees maybe and I'm like oh no well, I, I really felt like he was going to go 
back to Detroit. Oh, yeah, I, I believe, I, I thought him and Kareem were going to go back with AJ Hinch. Yeah, well, I, th- I, for me, I thought, like, you know, he'll go sign a one, two-year contract with Detroit and maybe, win, you know, win another Cy Young and then hang him up and go spend the rest of the time with Kate Upton. <laughs> and, <laughs> to the yeah, right off, their kids are getting there. But um, is Cat? you think Castro is just going to be his preferred catcher? Honestly, I think so. Him and Maldonado, I remember in 2019, him and Maldonado didn't really see each other. That's what yeah. If you remember back in 2019, it was Garrett Cole and Maldi and Robinson Chirinos and JV. Yeah, yeah, Chirinos always caught JV. So, yeah, so it could be, you know, there's some things that they don't really get along with, you know. That's just a pitcher and catch relationship you got to deal with. And, yeah. You know, hope for the best. So, but, I mean, Jason Castro's been here for a while now. Yeah, and I mean it's not like we're you know it's not like we're losing offensive production by having Castro on in Maldi's spot. <laughs> exactly right. I mean Maldi, I, I can't remember. I mean Maldi was doing strikeout to strikeout spring training. And no offense, but I mean he's the we got to get some hitting. I mean on, to that roster. I mean even though our hitting is still good, I mean we're one through eight, one through seven. I mean that that last bat can you know help us. So yeah. <clears throat> For sure, but you know, it, again, we've known that's one of those things where we knew what we had in Maldonado, but the pitchers like him, and Dusty clearly believes in him. And I, I really think at this point that the pitchers vouch for Maldonado so heavily, and that's why he he's here, he's still here, you know. Yeah. And I think he's just a great clubhouse guy. Obviously, love the, love the guy himself, but. Oh, dude, I'm excited to see what Corey Lee, you know, catches on with him because I'm. Me too. He will be here with us for a while. You know, hopefully Maldi stays and you know takes the veteran contract with us. Yeah. yeah. You think we you think we see Corley this year, in the in the uh, like later in the fall September? Um, I mean maybe in October how they did Jeremy Pena. Yeah, I, that's how I, I I could see that. Maybe something like that, and you know maybe we could see more of him next year. Yeah. But I mean he's still progressing. I mean Corley's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a good addition. Yeah, I think so too. But so that was a loss on Saturday, but we were able to win it today 4-1 on Sunday. Pretty boring game, completely honest. Not the most interesting baseball game I've ever watched. Jack Mayfield was the only home run. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we got the job done. And it, it doesn't have to take a bond to, you know, do anything for this roster. All it does, all it takes is just hits. Yeah. And how about Jeremy Pena going three for five, leading the team in hits today? Oh, outstanding job. I mean, you put him, what, he was a leadoff in spring training all the time before Altuve, and he did the job done, you know, going three for four, three for five, like you said. And, you know, that's, that's what we want out of a second, uh, you know, two hope. And, you know, I really, I think the – there, but when they posted the lineup this morning, there was a lot of there's a lot of people complaining on Twitter about this lineup anyway. With Altuve getting the day off and Brantley and Yuli still out, you know. But it is what it is. But I think I think we're gonna see Pena stick there in the, in the two hole um, pretty quick. You, you think though? I mean, we got Michael Brantley too in that too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a good. I mean, that's the thing about this lineup, dude. I mean, you could you could. Just, I think. You know, I think we're going to see, at the very least, we're going to see Pena in that two-hole against lefties because that's the day is that it seems like Dusty's going to give Brantley off. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. All right, so speaking of, that is, is an interesting statistic that I saw on Twitter today. Shout out Larry the GM. He's a good Astros Twitter follow, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. In 2021 against lefties, Brantley had an OPS of 575. For contrast, Chaz McCormick had an OPS of 830 against Lefty. That's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's impressive for Chaz, but that's also, you know, for Brantley, a guy who has (laughs) better numbers against righties. I I, I think that makes sense, especially with this this platoon that we've established with left field, with him and Jordan. Um, Yeah. And again, we knew that coming into the season that we would see a little bit less of Brantley, but he's still going to be valuable the days that he he is in the lineup. 
Um, oh, definitely. I don't entirely understand giving Altuve the day off. Um, and I'll talk about this in a, in a minute. I I think that you got to just let him hit out of this thing, you know. Um, yeah, maybe maybe yeah, that maybe how, maybe he requested that, or maybe that's just what the hitting coaches said. But we'll see. I mean, that's how, how you that. learn from it. I mean, you you got to hit, you got to hit, and that's how you get out of the slumps. For sure. Well, that is our series that we just got out of this Angel series. Astros take oh, it three games. Let, to me, one. let me talk about this stat that I found. Interesting. Oh, go for it. One for thirteen. Shohei Otani at the plate. Yes. That is, you know, to do that against the MVP of yeah. MLB, I mean, that's how you set the series right there. You're giving him one for 13. I mean, that's pretty impressive. If you ask me, four strikeouts, too. I mean, shout out to JV for doing them three strikeouts. And, you know, it's, I mean, I think that's how you set the tone to the, you know, to the Los Angeles Angels. Um, for sure. Another couple, another couple of stats from that series. Um, Bregman six for thirteen. You know, starting off the year with a batting average of four twenty nine, and then Jeremy Pena. I mean, leading second of the Astros, a six for fifteen with a batting average of three seventy five. So the future is bright for this young guy. I mean, you've heard from you know Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa, even Robinson Cano when he was playing the Dominican League. He was telling them, "This kid's going to be a superstar." Yeah. And, you know, right now, I mean, from this series, it, it is looking really nice. Yeah. It and is then, for uh, sure. And then one more, two more stats I want to like to point out. Jose Siri, batting average right now, 429. <laughs> I know. 429. I mean, th- this guy, I love this guy so much because he brings so much energy to the clubhouse. Yeah, he does. And it's, I mean, his speed is is a big factor too. Center field, I mean, that amazing play in center he had made, I think, on Friday night. Uh, you know, I mean, he he's a really good player. I think I remember even seeing him in Sugarland when we were trying to figure out who was going to play center, and I was waiting for this guy to have his chance. And um, my last stat I want to talk to you about: twenty three wins, three loss, and three tie against the Angels since twenty seventeen. So we have wow. owned them <laughs> mofos for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, you love you love to see that. Yeah. Um, another interesting stat: Jordan Alvarez got that home run the other night on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't done a whole lot else. He has two hits. He's two for fourteen. Zero strikeouts. And then today, I mean, five runners on base. I mean, um, I'm not too worried about Alvarez. I mean, no, he, but I, I just I was pointing out. I mean, that despite that, he's still putting the ball in play. That zero strikeouts, that's what I like about Alvarez, and that's what gives me. You know, if, if he was lost at the plate, striking out, I'd be worried. You know, oh, but yeah, definitely. But he's the kind of, and he's he he's gone through this before, where he has these old stretches, but he's going to start seeing the ball well here soon, and he's gonna he's gonna start mashing. And look at him oh, in that. Yeah. Look at I me. Mean, just look at him in the in the ALCS this last year versus Boston, where he was hitting everything everywhere. Versus him in the World Series, you know, he just he goes oh, through man. these stretches. But um, baseball is going to be baseball, man. It, yeah. it sucks. It's it's the, that's the beauty of this game. You could go hot, and then all of a sudden you could go cold. Yeah. So moving on, what is one thing you are overreacting to after the first series? Everybody's overreacting there. What's one thing you are going to overreact to? <laughs> Well, it's not too bit of an overreaction for me. I wouldn't worry about it too, too much because we're still in the beginning of the season. But, of course, you know, our bullpen's not that strong. And, you know, Jake Odorizzi as well we could talk about. But, you know, um, what was it? I think Friday night when we won 13-6, to we're winning 13-3. to And uh, we we brought out Pedro Baez and Brian Abreu. And, you know, I really – I had high expectations for both these players. You know, especially Pedro Baez. I want to say he was a setup man in L.A. for Kenley Jansen. And, you know, we, we haven't really saw him enough in 2021. He was hurt and all that. But um, an interesting fact here, I mean, Bias's velocity has been a huge, huge concern since the start of spring training. Yeah. I mean, in 2020 with the Dodgers, he was hitting 93 to 94 fastballs. Now it's 88 to 89 miles per hour. That's a huge That's a difference right there. Yeah. Yes. And then the changeup as well. You would go because he has a good changeup, nasty changeup. 
that changeup, 86, 87, and dude, it's bad. 79 to 80. It's mm. it's just Jeez. horrific. So, um, if he he still wants to you know be able to pitch in this big league, he needs to start working right now because it's it's, it's really bad for us, especially giving him a two year contract and not performing at the level that we want him to. Right. Well, and he had that. It was a shoulder injury, I think. You know that he was yeah. reha- that he was rehabbing and working back from last year. But it seemed like even last year, it was there were so many setbacks in his recovery from that injury. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, but, and it uh, is disappointing. But anyway. But yeah, we. I mean, that's what I said. It's not too overreaction. He. I mean, I believe he could step it up. Um, Brian Abreu too. I mean, Brian Abreu went to the Dominican League. I remember it was him, Jeremy Pena, and Jose Siri. You know, and for him to come out and – I mean, he did good. I'm not going to put too much bad on him, of course. But, you know, I mean, you have high expectations for these rookies coming up. And, you know, especially, you know, you didn't think Jeremy Pena was going to just dominate like this quick. So, I mean, it's just a – it's not an overreaction. Um, but Odorizzi, you know, on the other hand, we would we would like to see him go three times through the lineup this season. You remember right. that stat from last year. I mean, this man, I remember Dusty would always pull him out when it started to get to that third time of the lineup. And he used right. to, he got pissed that time. I remember that interview that he had. But, um, you know, prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. That's the only thing he could do. You know, he's a veteran, like I said. So, you know, I would like to see him get through the rotation, not the rotation, but the lineup three times, especially when Lance McCullers out. We're going to need him a lot more until he gets back. And, um, you know, Dusty, you know, has faith in him. And that's the beauty about Dusty Baker. I mean, he believes in his players. He's a player clubhouse kind of coach. And, um, I mean, he bought, he beat Javier, uh, Christian Javier for that fifth spot. So, you know, I, I believe, you know, Jake Odo is going to have a revenge season this year, especially he didn't get to pitch a lot in the World Series. I would have liked to have seen him pitch instead of having Luis Garcia pitch on like three days rest, I want right. to say. Yeah. But you know, you just roll the dice with that. Yeah, and but, I, and I mean, I mean not, there's other guys yeah. in the bullpen that I, I I think we can feel. I mean, obviously, very small sample size still. Um, yeah, Presley's been fantastic. I'm glad we locked him up for another two years. Oh, um, definitely, shout out Click. Uh, King Philip got knocked around <laughs> a little bit the other night, but he he he's bounced back. Um, he yep. came in. He was in today. Like he did, he, he had two strikeouts, one inning, a hitless ball. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, you like to, you like to see stuff like that. Uh, I think Definitely. we're just gonna get those right pieces, and you know, that's something we can always improve at the trade deadline. You know, if we get to that point, uh, Crane has shown he'll go after those big guys at the trade deadline. That could be uh, remains to be seen who the big closers are going to be or big relief guys are going to be uh, this season. But you know, that's always an option out there too. You know, I love the he- the addition of adding Hector Neris. I mean, yes, this man was a closer in Philly, and you know, came over here. Well, he had two innings with two strikeouts, or I can't remember the stat at the top of my head, but um, you know, he's dominated so far with these two uh, innings that he got to do, and I think he's going to be a great setup, man. You got you could put uh, Ryan Stanek in seven. You got um, Hector Neris to be the setup man, and then you got Ryan Presley to close it out. So it's kind of like a Kendall Graveman kind of thing. Yes. All over again. So it was a good addition, you know, from Kendall Graveman going to decide to sign with the White Sox, which I really didn't think that was going to happen. I really thought he was going to stay with us because that I was the too. reason. That was the real reason why we traded Toro to um, Seattle. But, I mean, Hector Neres is a good addition. And then don't forget about Rafael Montero. Yeah, This man came from that trade in Seattle for uh, Abraham Toro and – he pit and the thing with I remember Friday night when he was pitching, I looked kind of everywhere. His his um mechanics is just you don't know where this ball is gonna go, and especially when he throws a high ninety five plus fastball, it's just it's frightening for hitters. I feel like because you know you could beat everywhere, and you just you just don't know what's gonna happen. But um, really excited to see Rafael Montero this season, see what he can bring to the bullpen. For sure, um. <clears throat> So what's one thing that you are not overreacting to then? Uh, not overreacting. The start of the season, I remember um, back in the end of 2021, at the end of May, we started 29-23. I mean, we, we always, we're a team that's always going to start slow. 
we always start off for, I don't know, for some reason we all start slow. But like when it gets to that summer to um, the fall classic, I mean, we just put on another gear. So, and we got to remember too, the guys didn't have a full spring training. For sure. You know, Rob Manfred, you know, with the lockout, which was a horrible time for baseball, you know, all the lovers out there for baseball. I mean, it was a horrible time for all of us because we weren't sure if we're going to get an opening day. We weren't sure if we're going to get all 162 games played. It it was kind of a, you know, a little nervous little happening right there. So, um, so, yeah, all the players aren't at their full potential. But, I mean, you know, that's what Dusty said with that tweet saying, you know, with it's still spring training for these guys. Yeah. That's why they still giving these off days. And, you know, that's why I'm not really overreacting about it. So, but the the guys are going to do good. I mean. Uh, Tulane yeah. Bregman, I'm not worried about. All, I mean, all the rest of the lineup too. I mean, these guys are professionals. They know what they're gonna do, and um, you know, I'm, it, it's just nothing to panic about. We're we're right. good, and that's what I, I'll I'll pig, I'll piggyback off that to what I'm not overreacting about is Altuve. Um, I've seen a couple people starting to hit the panic button with Altuve. You know, um, so that's one of those things. Maybe it was better that he got the day off today. You know, just yeah, yeah bounce back. Mind and everything, but. Like that. I mean, he's always been kind of a streaky little guy. Um, his yes, best yes, season, or his if you look at his splits, you know, generally March, April is, is pretty good for him. But his heat up comes in late May and June and July are where he feasts. That is yes. where that is where Altuve is at his best. So you know, he he and I mean he's he's getting up there. Was this his thirteenth season? Yeah, I mean, the first ballot Hall of Famer too. So I mean, he know what he's doing. He's yeah, like, you know how Jose Jose is gonna be little Jose. I mean, he's the he's our franchise little player. That's I love him to death. You know, I'm he loves being in Houston just the way he is. And yeah, um, but the one for twelve thing, you know, the three strikeouts that he had. I mean, I'm not tripping about it. Jose's no. gonna find it. He he will. And you know, I think the. Friday night's a great example, and it's like one of those things where we've always known this. And if you look at the splits, it backs it up. Is that this team goes the way Altuve goes? Definitely. I mean, that's he, how you lead. Yeah, and, and you know he he leads the game off with a home run. Boom, we got thirteen runs and five jacks. He has a exactly. bit of a rougher night on the rougher night at the plate. We see a little bit quieter offensive performance from the Astros, but. I, I really think he's going to bounce back, and that's what my uh, what I am overreacting to is just our bats in general. And, and, I, and I'll, I'll throw Altuve into that even with this because I think, like I said earlier, Friday night was optimistically but really a good example of what we're looking at from this team. Like we know the, the potential of all these guys. How many teams out there can really look at their lineup and have six, seven guys that could easily hit 20 plus home runs. You know, how many exactly. teams how many teams have the top to bottom strength of our lineup with very few holes, very few weaknesses. Um I we got two we got three guys really that could be very strong MVP candidates. We have two guys that have passed batting titles and that could win another batting title. You know, I mean, I, I, and like I said, we're we're still there. We're we're still. I I believe the AL still runs through us. Yeah. I, no absolutely. offense to all these other teams, because I mean, all these new American League teams. You know, you got Toronto. You got that AL East. God, AL East is just stacked. Yeah. With playoff teams, and um, you know, I still think it runs through us though. They yeah. are, you know, the West especially. It's going to be tough against Seattle. You know, you got to give Seattle props. They got better this all season too. But I mean. You know, I, I believe it still has to go through us. For sure. And we'll, we'll look around the rest of the league here in a minute. But real quick, let's look at our next series. Tuesday and Wednesday, we are going on the road to Arizona to face the mighty Diamondbacks. Yes, the D-backs, baby. I love them. I love I love. Did you see their City Connect jerseys last year? Oh, some of the best City Connect jerseys there have been. Dude, fire right there. That's a beautiful take on those. I love them. I thought they were fantastic. But we're rolling in there. Tuesday night, we will see the 2022 debut of Luis Garcia in his his sophomore campaign. God, I I pray and hope that he continues doing his work. This man, too, I believe, developed a cutter this offseason, I want to say, as well. 
not too sure. Don't quote me on it. But yeah, I, believe... I, I don't. I, th- I know I saw him saying something that he he added something or developed another off speed pitch, but I'm not yeah, sure. Because, yeah, because I want to say it was Valdez. Like I said, don't quote me on this, but I think it was Valdez, Luis Garcia, and Jose Riquidi was trying to learn that cutter, mm. like Lance McCullers. And if you saw Lance McCullers last year, oh my God, developing yeah. that cutter into his, you know, into his toolbox, and with this guy's trying to develop that cutter too. No, I mean yeah. the the starting pitching is gonna be there, but yeah, yeah, Luis Garcia though. I mean, he, I'm ready for this guy. So we got Luis Garcia versus Zach Gallon Tuesday night. Um, Wednesday night, I don't know who they're throwing yet. I'm assuming it's gonna be Mad Bum, who you know he, he's not he's not the Madison Bumgarner of years past. He's not no, gonna not he's not gonna be an easy you know pitcher to hit against. But yeah, Padres Mad Bum kinda, still. Still that, still that guy, dude. I mean, Mad Bum, and you never know. And Madison Bumgarner almost tossed a no hitter against the Atlanta Braves last year. So I mean, yeah. he still got it, but yeah, he's not like you said. He's not the same Mad Bum that we've seen from the San Francisco Giants. Right, right. And this this D backs team, you know, they're they're feisty. They're they're not. I mean, I mean, for a team that lost 110 games last year, they're not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, definitely, dude. They're they they they're still good. They're like you said, they're sneaky with it, man. You just and, you just don't know. Like San Diego was winning two zero against them on opening day, and then all of a sudden, here comes these D backs with the grand they were, grand they were slam. getting no hit. They were getting no it, hit. Exactly. They ended up the night with three hits, dude, and one being the biggest of them all. National Beer Day. Shout out <laughs> Seth Beer out there, baby. Former Astro. Yeah, former Astro hitting a freaking grand slam. And, I mean, you, you, it's just you don't know until the fat lady sings. You just don't know. Yeah, and, and you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to gauge going into this series what it's going to mean, what it's going to look like. Uh, obviously, we hope the Astros can take care of business against a team that is not as blessed as ours, you know, to be polite. Um <laughs> Uh, but uh, I mean, but we have struggled struggled under 500 teams last year. Yes, I that mean, is, if we that can is remember, it, it was I don't know why we go against the good 500s, and then when it comes to the easy matchups, no offense to the teams out there, um, but I mean, you know, we got to be we got to do better this season on that. Yeah, we no uh, no getting swept by the Orioles while we're trying to lock up the division <laughs> this year. I remember that. I remember. Uh, that. <laughs> All right, yeah. so looking around the rest of the league. Anything you like? Anything? What What are your thoughts? Um, I want to hear you actually. What's your predictions for the AOS, AL Central, and the AO East? Who do you got? Uh, I think I'll start off with the AL East. I think the AL East it is stacked, um, but I don't think it's going to be as contentious as it has been in the years past. Like uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're going to see like last year where we're going to have we're going to be looking at the possibility of three AL East teams in the playoffs, you know? Exactly. Um, I, th- I think, Tam- I mean, I think Toronto is probably the best team by a considerable margin. Um, yes. I don't, I don't think the gap between the Red Sox and the Yankees is very big, but I, I don't think Tampa Bay, I, I think their window is closed. I think that um, they rode Moneyball, they rode Moneyball as far as it would take them and it didn't get them a ring. Yeah. And I think they're going to kind of, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean it's starting to just scramble up now. Is um they traded Blake Snow after that twenty twenty yeah. season with him and uh, Kevin Cash having that little uh, confrontation on the mound when he got pulled out of the World Series and you know he got traded and then that I mean Austin Meadows one of their key bats I believe you know got traded to um, Detroit you know so yeah. it's kind of looked like it's crumbling down you know day by day but I and mean they're I still mean, you know they're still contender. They they are and they're they're still gonna they're still gonna hang in there and that division is gonna beat each other up a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think that if you look at between between the Yankees and the Red Sox, for the Yankees they're just gonna need their their big guys to actually step up to the plate because they haven't been. I mean you look at realistically Stanton's production has not been what they're paying for him. They're you know for yeah and, what they wanted. And I mean, they they need to get big seasons out of Judge and Gallo and Lemayhu, and I think that the Yankees just need everything to be right. And I think the biggest flaw with the Yankees is that behind Garrett Cole, 
I just I don't know how much of a rotation they really have to lean on, you know. Yeah, you got to look at Jamison Tyon. I mean, Jamison Tyon had an injury, I think, last year too. I mean, Luis Luis Severino's coming back from uh, Tommy John, I want to say. Yeah. So, and I mean, them start. I mean, Jordan Montgomery. I don't really think he's a big ace. I mean, there he has his days, but I mean, you know, from Garrett Cole after that is like a hit or miss from this rotation. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, they they're all their players, especially Judge. Judge is on his last year of the contract with the Yankees, and you know, apparently he declined the contract that Brian Cashman had given him. Yeah, nine so years. Kind of, yeah, so it's kind of a prove it kind of season for Aaron Judge. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the Red Sox, you know, not having Chris Sales hurting their rotation. Um, you know, they lost Erod, which you know, kind of whatever, but. I, I mean, this is a team that took us to the wire last year in the American League Championship Series. And Dude, I was I, there when Kyle Schwarber – no, not Kyle Schwarber. Who was it? I can't remember. Two Grand Slams in one game, though. I, I, that, that will never leave my mind. Two Grand Slams <laughs> yeah, in game two. One, one fucking game. I'm like, you got to be shitting me, dude. Really? And I, was, I remember I was in line for margaritas, and next day you know, oh. Crowd's just silent, <laughs> just a bomb. Next thing you know, it's a grand slam. So yeah, yeah, you just never know with these Red Sox, honestly. And like they, they did, they lost Schwarber, but I mean, Rafael Devers is, is and, and Xander Bogarts are as good of pieces to build around in your lineup as anybody. Um, but I, I still, I think for, for my money, I, I would take Toronto in the American League East. I think losing Robbie Ray hurts them, but I, I, I think they bounce back, and I think they showed that this weekend against Texas. Um, oh yeah. Definitely. Of course, they they blew a six-run lead today, but they were able to, <laughs> you know, the Rangers knocked Berrios out. They, they chased him in the, th- the third inning, I think, on Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. But then Blue Jays came back and ended up winning, uh, hand- handled him yesterday. Um, but, I mean, they have a, a wagon of a lineup that can that can mash. And I think that yeah, at, at the end of the day is going to – and they're, they have the right amount of youth and experience that I think is going to kind of put them over the top in the AL East. Definitely. Um, I mean, you, you start off with George Springer, too, yeah. as your leadoff. Yeah. I mean, we all Astros fans, we know how that goes. I mean, when Springer goes, it's like how Altuve. If Altuve goes, we all go. If Springer goes, you know that Toronto lineup is going to be do good. I mean, Teoscar Hernandez, freaking a historic yeah. performance last season from him. And, you know, you still got the runner-up of the MVP that's probably going to come this year. Yeah. All hands on deck for this man. I mean, I think Vladdy, it could be the MVP of this year. He very, he very well could be. Um, I think the American League Central, I, I think this is going to be a weird division. I think we're going to see the – we're going to see all those AL Central teams just beat up on each other all year long. They're mm-hmm, going to they're gonna trade, trade, trade. It, it's going to look like the NL East kind of did last year where we're going to have a division winner who's got – you know, 82 oh, wins, definitely. Yeah. You, know, you know, that wins the division by three games, 82 wins. I, I think we're going to see something like that. But I'm going with yeah, my gut. I, I'm going with the Tigers to win the AL Central. Wow, AJ Hinch, AJ, that uh, sneaky man. I, he I knows just, what he's he, doing. He does. I mean, you know, I, part of it is I trust AJ. I think Casey Mize is, is going to take a big step forward in being uh, anchor for their rotation. And, you know, they went and got Erod. You know, so they brought in a veteran presence. They brought in some, you know, a veteran starting pitcher, Javi Baez. You know, he's Javi Baez. He's going to strike out, but he's also going to win you, win you a walk off, win you a game on a walk off. You know, that's how he is. Just trading for Austin Meadows. I, I, I think they have the pieces, and I think if you look at the rest of the AL Central, everybody else just has too many holes. Um. I don't think it's going to be Chicago. I, I think that they have too many issues, and they're still getting hit with injuries. Um, oh, definitely, man. You know, it sucks. And I, I just I think that Chicago has had the chances to step up and take that next step into being a contender, and they haven't done it. And there's nothing that gives me any confidence to say that they will this year. They didn't go out and they didn't get any big free agents. They didn't they didn't improve their roster from last year, where they got you know pretty easily taken care of by the Astros in the ALDS. So Shout I know Ryan to pair for that. <laughs> so and, uh, um, but I think Minnesota, obviously the big signing of Correa, um, but you can't win 
all your games off the backs of Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton. Oh, you know, yeah, definitely. I mean, and Buxton had a big game today, and he's he's a stud for sure. Um, but outside of those two guys, I, I just don't know really who you're going to lean on for really consistent offensive production um, mm-hmm. out of that lineup. And the same, and then prime example here, prime example. Today, Cleveland beat Kansas City 17 to 3. Damn. 17 to 3. When I mean, that's getting Kansas, your ass whooped. Yeah, and Kansas City won the first two games. The world won the first two games pretty easily. You know, big number one prospect, whatever. But I mean, I, I just I think that's what we're gonna see from this division is just these two and, and the game yesterday, the Royals won one to zero. Oh yeah. So I mean, I, I think we're just gonna see a lot of back and forth in this division, and it's gonna come down to the last couple of weeks of, of, of the season, maybe even the last week. Um, but I, I like I like the Tigers, I really do. Um, and I think Minnesota, either one of them. Um, and then as for the West, obviously, I think it's still AOS does run through Houston. Going into this weekend, um, I really thought the Angels were going to be the Better. biggest problem in, in the West. I, I did. I think. I, I think that the Mariners' hype that surrounds them, you know, because everyone that's that's everybody's dark horse to win the West. Yes, you know, definitely. they're being talked about as a guy as a team that could sneak into the ALDS, maybe even uh, the ALCS. But I, I think a lot of that's an overreaction to the end of the season they had last year. You know, coming right. Falling just short of making the playoffs. Almost close, yeah. I, I was really hoping for them actually going against the Yankees. I did not want them oh, yeah. to make the damn well. No, no. But um, I, I just I don't really see Seattle taking a huge step forward there. I mean, obviously, you know, and like we are talking earlier, that, that, in that stretch right there in the last couple of weeks there where we got swept by Baltimore and several other inexcusable losses, and suddenly we were down to like a four-game lead in the division if we do something like that again this year, they're going to take it. They're a better team that's going to take advantage of it. Um, yeah, they had some. They had some big pieces. I mean, Eugenio Suarez and um, Jesse Winker from the Cincinnati Reds. And then, yeah. Um, Adam Frazier. I mean, you got Adam Frazier last year, or was it this offseason actually that they got him? I can't remember, but I mean, uh, they yeah. got Adam Frazier. And, so it's. I mean, this and this team is going to be better. I think too. It, it's we can't slack. You can't slack against teams like that, especially. For sure. And then I think that Texas, I mean, this is a team that spent half a billion dollars in free agency. And I'm not entirely sure that it made them that much better. <laughs> you know, like the obviously. It's real on them, too. It's I mean, like they, they're not that good. I mean, Chet, no offense to Corey Seager and uh, Marcus Simia. Simia had a historic season last year. I mean, this man's always getting in the MVP conversations. Yeah. But um, they just got to stay healthy, too, with Corey Seager, especially. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Corey Seager obviously is is the key player for them. And when we'll see how Adolis Garcia does, um, which that's what terrifies me, by the way, is that the Rangers now have Adolis Garcia and Cole Calhoun. So those two guys <laughs> God, are going to hit are gonna, Astro murderers right there. Yeah, going to so hit 40 home runs. Cole Calhoun. Stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, Garcia, uh, I mean, just I was excited his last Cole. season. Uh. Oh, yeah. I was excited when Calhoun had left went from the Angels to the yeah. Diamondbacks. I was like, okay, we didn't have to see him. We played him last year, and sure enough, he did something. Effect, yeah, you know. So, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, them two guys are Adolis Garcia too. Coming, you know, in his sophomore year, see what he could do. Yeah, and I, we'll we'll just see how that develops. And maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just don't like. I don't think Texas has the arms. I don't think the Rangers have the starting pitching or the rotation to really be a team that's going to hang in there late in the season, especially when they start getting some attrition with injuries and things like that. So I don't know. Well, yeah, I will hundred percent agree on that. John Gray, that was their biggest yeah. pitcher and like acquisition that they had gotten. And no offense to John Gray. John Gray was a good pitcher in uh, Colorado, but I mean, I don't think they boasted their starting rotation. You know, the thing about the Rangers though, I think they're just waiting on Jack Leiter to get better and, be able to come to the majors, which I don't see that happening till maybe possibly even the end of this season or next year. I could see him coming up. And they are, and I think they're a team. They're a team that can develop and step up. Did you see Jack Leiter's professional debut yesterday? No, I did not. I, I didn't get to catch it, but 
I'm pretty so sure is, he was shut out. This is his line. Three innings pitched, one hit, one run, two walks, seven strikeouts. Seven <laughs> strikeouts. Oh, my gosh. In, in three I innings mean, of A ball. Yeah, you got nine outs in three innings, and this man K's seven of them. Yeah, and I, I didn't look. I'm assuming that one hit, one run is, is he gave up a solo shot, but I mean that's still pretty, pretty, pretty good. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the future of their franchise right there. That ace of theirs. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, the Texas is going to be Texas. Texas isn't there yet For to sure. be competing with the AOS like us. All right, well, let's go ahead and start. Wrapping it up, let's run through our kind of miscellaneous here. We talked about the lineup. I mean, things that we're still in spring training, according to Dusty. Uh, Yuli is back on Tuesday. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm ready for him. Shit. <laughs> yeah, excited for him. You know, obviously happy. Some things are bigger than baseball, but glad definitely, to have him. Definitely. Glad to have him back in the lineup. But the biggest piece of off the field news today was we finally got to see our Nike City Connect jerseys. Dude, City Connect jerseys. Rate them 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Yes. I mean, they're not that bad. The people have, I've talked to people today, you know, at FanFest. Shout out FanFest out there, all the people out there. Um, City Connect jerseys, I didn't, you know, I didn't think they did a bad job, honestly. I'll take no. that right back. I'll say 8 out of 10, actually, because yeah, I yeah. wanted the stars on the yes. jersey. I wish there were some stars, some type of galaxy theme, even though the space font, I really love that, though. Yes. I'm a big fan of them. Um, I, I thought blue on blue was an interesting choice, but I I don't I don't dislike it. You know, I like sh- you gotta shake it up a little bit. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think I, mean, I think if you, you threw some stars on there, you get you give the the solid parts a little just a little something else going on. I think they took a big step forward. But overall, I'm pleased with them. Could have been yeah, a lot I mean, worse. That, yeah, you gotta throw that space theme. If we're talking talking about space, you might as well throw some stars in there, man. You gotta yeah. you gotta make it look a little nicer. But I mean the hats. If you look at the hats, the hats are damn, fire. Damn are 10 out of 10. That is a 10 out of 10 rating right there. Them hats, beautiful. I yeah, talked to I this think... guy earlier in line today, and he said that little dot, which I'm pretty sure is something, or it's like the moon orbiting around. Not too sure. Um, but he said, he told me, he's like, hey, that that ball right there, that's um, Albert Pujols' ball still flying from Brad Lidge. <laughs> Started laughing, man. That, I mean, you're, you're never going to get the end of that. I even have no. a, I, I even had another guy talk to me today. He's like, yeah, that's, Ho- that's Jorge Soler's ball from uh, game six of the World Series last year. I'm like, yep, it's still orbiting around. So, yeah, no kidding. Jeez. But, I mean, City Connect jerseys were really good this year. I mean, they I, I don't think they knocked it out of the park, but, I mean, I, I love them. I love them. Yeah. No, I, I'm definitely pleased with them. Could have been a lot worse. Uh, none of the leaks were right until the leaks had started coming out like this weekend. Obviously, oh, yeah, at that, at that point, it was, it was out of the water. But there were so many concepts and everything in the last few weeks, last few months, <laughs> that ended up being completely wrong. It was very hyping. I, I remember seeing one with the um, rainbow stripe around the hat. And I was like, oh, I don't know about the rainbow stripe around. No offense to people out there, you know. Um, but I was like, damn, we can do better than that, I think. Yeah, for sure. Was there anything else you have recapping this week? Looking forward to the Diamondbacks? Strom reunion, baby. We didn't get to see Brett Strom again. We get yes. to see him. You know, even though, you know, he is gone, you know, Stromy's always in our hearts. You know, we got new pitching coaches with Josh Miller and Bill Murphy. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see him back again, you know, still coaching baseball. Still a good, great pitching coach, man. Yeah. No one gives him enough credit that he deserves, you know, developing Charlie Moore and Garrett Cole, um, Framber Valdez, you know, all these pitchers that we have now and from the past. I mean, you know, I mean, he's he's a great pitching coach and, you know, hope for the best for him in Arizona. For sure. Well, we will see him Tuesday night when the Astros take on the Diamondbacks at, I think, 7 o'clock. I don't know. Some uh, point it could be seven in the or evening. eight o'clock. Yeah, some point. Some just, point in the evening. Them, them West Coast times over there. Oh, you know, you don't. Terrible. You just don't know, man. It's just yeah, it up, up till like one o'clock the other night watching baseball. But exactly glad to do it. Season's back. We're here. And yeah, well, thank you all for listening to the first episode of Full Seam Ahead. We will see you Wednesday night for a recap yeah. of the Diamondback series as we look forward to a big time divisional matchup with the Seattle Mariners 
on the road in Seattle this weekend. Please like us on Spotify, Apple Music, follow us on Twitter, and tell your friends because we're going to be here for a while. Yeah, Thanks, everybody. Everybody loves baseball. We love baseball. We love Strohs. Y'all love Strohs. Just come out and hang out with us, and you know we'll have a good time just talking about baseball.